Shy Chat Podcast. Stories that connect. Hello, loyal listeners, and welcome back to the Shy Chat Podcast. This is your host, Peter Raymold, and I'm happy you've joined us again. I can't believe this is our seventh episode and that Memorial Day weekend is right around the corner. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to taking advantage of Jumpstart on Friday. As we adjust to our virtual way of living, it may sometimes seem that the world is telling us no. To seeing friends and family, to going to restaurants or stores, to travel, and more. But in this time of no, there's an opportunity to say yes to what we can control. A positive mindset, a willingness to set goals and build skills in downtime, and working to connect in a meaningful way with others. I sat down with Tony Sirocco, a director on our advisory finance transformation team, who believes that being open to saying yes has led to so many opportunities in his personal and professional life. Because of that small but powerful word, Tony has built great connections that brought him to KPMG and introduced him to KFFL, which has complemented his commitment to Sit, Stay, Read, a Chicago-based nonprofit organization that advances children's literacy skills using an engaging curriculum, certified dogs, and dedicated volunteers. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. Hey, thanks, Peter. Great to be here. Looking forward to our discussion. Tony, so tell me, as a po- as a consultant who's been traveling every week for you know the foreseeable past, how is it sleeping in your own bed every night during this quarantine period? Yeah, it's, it's been a change, but uh, you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of great things about it. You know, definitely more time spent with the family, and more opportunity to uh, cook home cooked meals. You know, more opportunity to kind of join the neighborhood, even though it's on lockdown. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's been different. You know, the work life balance thing and unplugging at the end of the night has been a challenge um, that I'm focusing on. But you know, it, there's definitely a lot of positives to being home and uh, more time with the family. And who are you quarantining with? <laughs> so we we have a pretty full house. So we've got uh, myself and my wife. And then we have a, a three year old son um, who, again, it's been a blast kind of spending more time with him. And then we have our, our other children, our, our cat and our dog. So you know, definitely a full house here in, uh, in Wicker Park. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure you got your hands full even without work. All right, well, I guess we'll jump right in here, Tony. Um, I know I've known you for a couple of years uh, and seen you around the office. Um, I know you've been involved with KFFL and a number of other initiatives outside of your day job. So how have relationships helped expand that reach and help your uh, – your development outside of your professional life. Yeah, they they really kind of just build on each other. Um, is what I've found over the last uh, you know six years into the, the full you know, nine years at KPMG is that you know when you, when you build you build that relationship, people are going to invite you to do you know more things like you know include you in, in different opportunities. So it's really just you you kind of never know what's going to come of a relationship or an opportunity. Uh, it, the more you invest into it, like the more you know, positive is going to come out of it. So, you know, one of the things I've learned that's uh, you know, maybe not natural for myself is just to, you know, put yourself out there and try new things and you know, join new join new councils, um, you know, get involved mm-hmm. with people you haven't worked with before. Because, you know, as I've kind of seen it, and you know, this is you know something I've heard in the you know my twenty year career is you know you never know where your friends are going to end up, you never know where your colleagues are going to end up. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, keeping those relationships in place, you know, is how you kind of get exposure to new things and opportunities. So, 
you know, there's there's been kind of you know councils that you know Peter, you have you and I have both been on, and you know we've we've developed that network, and I've you know I've worked with those people on engagements later on down the road. You know, I've, I've mm-hmm. you know been brought into proposals and you know just other kind of initiatives as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's there's quite a value of building that that uh, that network. And uh, let's switch gears here, kind of in the same tone as like how we've built our our relationship has kind of been. Uh, through KFFL, and I know you've been very involved in KFFL, and specifically in Sit Stay Read. Um, Sit Stay Read is a, a Chicago area not-for-profit uh, literacy organization um, that works with students in, in low-income low households and areas. And the premise is that we help build reading skills um, with those students by bringing in what we call reading assistance dogs into the classroom, uh, you know, once a week for an hour. And the kids read stories that are, you know, dog themed, and then write stories um, about the dogs. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really creating kind of this love of reading. Um, you know, we start with kindergartners, and it goes through uh, second and third graders. And like the the concept is really just, you know, bring in a fun mm-hmm. environment, um, bring in what we call like non judgmental, you know, dogs again. So like, mm-hmm. if if a reader, a young reader, makes a mistake with someone. Um, you know, a teacher or a parent, you know, they might feel self-conscious about it, but reading to a dog is just so easy and fun um, that they don't care about making a mistake and, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just enjoy that reading experience. And how did you get involved with Sit, Stay, Read and, um, you know, and dogs being a part of literacy? Sure. So, th- I mean, there's kind of a couple different ways. <clears throat> and again, a couple different ways how it's kind of really been a, a great fit for me. So, you know, we my family growing up, you know, we grew up in Park Ridge, a, a northern suburb, northwest suburb of Chicago, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had family dogs growing up, and then we also just, you know, my mom was a teacher, and, you know, we do kind of silent reading sessions every week. Like, I remember going to the, the Park Ridge Public Library with her, bringing books home, and then we'd, you know, we'd read those books. Um, so she always instilled that, that love of literacy and reading in me, the love of having dogs around, too, like, eventually in my life kind of led you know, without, when I was out on my own and working, it was a challenge, but it was just something I decided I really wanted to do. Um, I adopted a dog um, you know, probably about 10 years ago now. She was just such a, such a sweet dog and, and very well-tempered um, that I really wanted to get involved in community service and in volunteering. So I asked my vet, you know, are there any great opportunities that you know, we could do as a service dog? And she suggested... Um, sit, stay, read, which is an organization I had not heard about before, and I was like, "Oh my God, this mm-hmm. is a perfect fit!" Like, I love dogs. You know, hanging out with kids is cool. I love reading, so um, just a great, a great combination there. And then one, um, you know, one of the one of the great things the organi- organization does is give out books to kids at the end of the school year. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. what they call their keep reading celebrations. Um, and I was I happened to be volunteering at one of those, and there was a KPMG group of you know probably six or seven people um, through KFFL that I wasn't even aware at that time was uh, supporting Sit, Stay, Read. So I was able to kind of talk to that group um, and kind of it, like get more involved in KFFL, and we've actually expanded the, uh, the relationship between Sit, Stay, Read and KFFL um, to where now we donate about you know 12,000 books a year to uh, CPS students, um, which equates to about five books per kid in the, in the Sit, Stay, Read program. So it's, it's kind of been a great journey. I think I remember seeing uh, a number of dogs walking around on 55. Would that would that have been your event, Tony? <laughs> that would have been one of my events, and uh, you know probably my dog as well. So, you know, as we've grown this relationship, one of the things that I've just really loved doing is um, 
what we call the SIDS varied field trips to the Aon Center. So I think we've done five of them now um, where we've brought in uh, classrooms from CPS schools and given you know, them a chance to kind of see what, <clears throat> see what KPMG is um, and then also interact with our, our workers. Um, and then you know, we bring the dogs to the office where they go through the classroom experience. <clears throat> so we've had um, you know, great kind of relationships with NDPPS um, where we've done job rotations um, through their group where they get to see the kids when they come on the field trip you know, for 20, 30 minutes, see what NDPPS does, see what graphic design is to really kind of give them exposure to uh, some cool careers. And NDPPS and Cassandra does such a great job you know, kind of keeping the kids entertained. And that, that's definitely a highlight for them to see, to see the graphic design and then all the way through the print shop. They just think it's the coolest thing. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then, and then um, the recent uh, field trips we've done, we've actually taken them up to 68 with uh, <clears throat> Nicole Benner and Leah Douglas and, and shown them the admission center, which, is, again, just blows them away to see the interactive screens and some of the, uh, you know, the, the, I think it's the augmented reality books. It's uh, you know, really just a cool experience. And one of the things I think we take for granted is, like, just how cool our office is and the views. Like, a lot of these kids have, you know, quite frankly, never even been downtown before and not in, up in a high rise. So when they get up to 68 and see the lake and, uh, you know, Grant Park and all that, it really just blows them away. Oh, my gosh, yeah. We, we really do have a top-notch view, so try not to take that for granted, right? Right, and again, they, they just, they love, you know, the bus ride even downtown and the elevators up and yeah, security is great about, you know, the, letting the kids and the dogs in. So, the, you know, those things that are part of our everyday life or were and hopefully will be soon, um, like the elevator ride and the lobby and, and our <laughs> offices, they just, uh, you know, it, it turns into a really positive experience for them. Yeah, it sounds like you guys do quite a nice job with these uh, with these kids. If I'm listening to this podcast and I want to get involved, uh, what's the best way to do so? I know it may be different until things get more back to normal, but what's the best way to get involved with Sit Day, sit day Read? Yeah, there's a couple different ways. There's the, the in-classroom volunteering, um, and there's two avenues you can take there. There's a what we call a book buddy, which is, you know, the the reading assistant that actually sits with the kids throughout the entire hour, um, you know, helping them, you know, read the story and brainstorm. And then the other volunteer opportunity in the classroom is the, the, the dog team, which is what I usually volunteer with my dog with, where the kids will do a rotation from their table for, you know, five, five to seven minutes uh, per, per child to, to read with the dog. So that, that's the in-classroom volunteer approach, which, you know, quite frankly, for a lot of our professionals and the schedule can be a challenge. So I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, get in the classroom as much as I can, but with travel schedules, like you mentioned, it can be difficult. But, you know, Sit, Stay, Read has a lot of other volunteer, you know, opportunities. You know, definitely reach out to me. Um, you know, I'll get you connected with, with Sit, Stay, Read and their volunteer coordinators. And then through KFFL, you know, there's definitely a lot of opportunities we could, we could talk through. That sounds great. Um, all right, Tony, so uh, you kind of talked about your relationships and how they've kind of driven your professional career and also things in your personal career, and you've spent you know nine years at KPMG, and you've also had a couple uh, impressive firms in your resume beforehand. What's one of the reasons you stay at KPMG and you're still passionate about your job? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, KFFL is definitely a big part of that, and you know, I want to, I definitely want to make that clear. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the day-to-day -day and the project work, and I'll talk about that. And the Chicago office community, um, 
is something in the last nine years that I've I've really, you know, been impressed by. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. Pat Canning um, did a did a lot of great work, kind of building this community in the office, and Melman has taken over and is taking it even to the next level. But um, you know, the day to day work is one thing, but really just that that opportunity to you know take those things that I love around reading, you know, volunteering, you know, doing things above and beyond with your coworkers. Um, has been something that I don't really think I could replicate at another another company. So that's <clears throat> definitely a reason why you know I, I stay here and I'm passionate about what we do. Um, you know, for our clients and through KFFL, like we're definitely definitely making it an impact. Um, and again, you know, that that network, um, you know, meeting you know Leah and Nicole and uh, Christina Abbott and others. You know, it's just it's just been such a cool, unique experience um, that I really wouldn't trade for anything. You know, seeing the the firm kind of grow um, in what we can do and what we help our clients with um, mm-hmm. has has been really rewarding too. Like I'm really kind of just you know proud of the um, the growth that that we've had in Chicago and we're continuing to grow and you know build out our team in Chicago and you know even as we get larger, we're finding new ways to stay connected um, and get to know each other through you know lunch and learns and then um, you know we've got you know mentoring chats that we that we set up so it's a uh, you know, it's been an interesting time through all this growth, but, you know, we've done a, a good job of, of sticking together. Yeah, that's a, those, are, those are two success stories there, Tony. I think you should be very proud of both of those. Well, thank you. Well, uh, I'd just like to say thanks for coming on to the show here, Tony. It's about all the time we have for today. But uh, before we let you go, uh, we have our lightning round that we like to do at the end of every podcast. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, number one, ketchup or mustard on hot dogs? <laughs> that is 100% mustard. Yeah, ketchup and being from Park Ridge, I've been a tough answer. Um, <laughs> all right, kind of related, uh, what is the most obscure meat you've ever eaten? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I had actually, it was an unnamed part of a fish that I had in a sushi restaurant in Tokyo. Um, that they were just serving us, and I couldn't even tell what it was, but it was it was out there. So, um, some some form of exotic sushi. <laughs> We've been expired by all this talk of wet markets. So I think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just kind of talking about our imagination here. All right, uh, <laughs> number three. Uh, if you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones would you keep? And let's not do something boring like email. Talk about some three good ones. Well, I've been using uh, House Party to stay in touch with my friends uh, during this, so I'll keep that one. Nice. Um, I'd probably keep Twitter, even though I've uh, been hating it lately. Um, and then, uh, but to stay connected is, is another good one. And then, uh, I guess Instagram. You know, we've—that's uh, another way that my group has stayed connected um, during this Instagram. So those three. Perfect. Yeah, the connectivity it makes sense. Um, all right, number four. Yeah, if you could instantly instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? I would say draft analytics for a major professional sport. I think my dream job was general manager of the Bulls, um, which just got filled, but uh, something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> so which professional sport? Are you saying basketball? Uh, I'd probably go NBA. I grew up in the 90s NBA. with the Bulls, so NBA. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, uh, and then the last one, what's your favorite lunch spot near the office? 
Wow, it seems like it's been a long time. Um, I would have to say Nando's. That is, their chicken's unbelievable. Every time I go there, I'm yeah, yeah. really happy with it. Yeah, I've been craving that. I'm going to have to get some of that ordered. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, Tony, thanks again for coming on and entertaining us here for a little bit. We appreciate your answers and uh, kind of your candid stories about your career. Yeah, Peter, thank you. This has been great. Thank you for listening to the Shy Chat Podcast with your host, Peter Raimholt. For more information about Sit, Stay, Read, or Tony's story, please contact Tony Sirocco at A-S-A-R-A-C-C-O at kpmg.com. If you like what you heard, spread the word about the podcast. And if you or someone you know has a great story that you think we should hear about, please contact Aaron Bailey at ebailey at kpmg.com or myself at pramholt at kpmg.com. <laughs>